When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What song? Let's go. <laughs> the NBA start the finals? Uh, Thursday night. Thursday night. They set it ahead of time, so they were waiting for uh, to see if the one of the series went longer or something. Do you so. know who the unvaccinated twins are? Uh, Max Kepler is one of them. Uh, he mm. won't be playing in Toronto. Four pitchers. I'm not sure who they are. I heard uh, Joe Ryan, who's currently on the DL, is unvaccinated. I heard. I thought he's on the COVID uh, list. He is on the COVID list now, oh. but he's he's. Uh, but they thought he was going to come off and be able to pitch this weekend, but he won't. But I don't know who the others are. And also, <clears throat> Kirilov's been called up. But see, this the the list I heard was that there was only one position player, but that was before the the outbreak here when Kirilov got called up. I don't think he's vaccinated. <clears throat> so it's going to be a very interesting uh, collection of position players that mm. they uh, that they break out up in. Uh, but Correa is, is vaccinated, uh, but Rocco said that. So he just got the, got the COVID because, you know, it doesn't but seem to make much difference whether you're going to get it or not. It's just the severity of it. Toronto also has to deal with deal with this each time they come to the U.S., correct? Uh, when they come back to Canada, they have to deal with it, I think. Oh, I thought they, I they also were... Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I, I mean, I think their that. rules for traveling back here are the same as they oh, are wait for a all Canadians. Okay. Wait Check this out. Pause Check it. this out. Pause it up. You mean to tell me mm-hmm. that the Blue Jays have unvaccinated players? No, they have a 100% vaccinated Oh, they do, team. okay. Yes. So I was going to say then, how could they play in Well, that's Canada? a good point. Yes. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I mean, they had to get all their players to uh, to get vaccinated. I think uh, we might have the highest number of any team that's gone up there, five. So we got that going for us. Yeah, we do. We got that. Uh, but uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is not 100%. For instance, Miranda was, when, when they were telling us about off the record, off the list, Miranda was on his one day send out to St. Paul. So I don't know if he's vaccinated or not. I don't know who is, but Kepler, I heard for sure is not. And uh, 10 years ago today, the dark man died. The dark man died, man. Uh, 10 years ago today. I was lamenting him earlier today, and I said, never had a better friend 
who I didn't know if one thing he was telling me was the truth. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, but your line for that is great. Who gives a damn? Yeah, my wife had many friends, uh, who were a couple of, not many, but several who were in the media, sort of fringe-wise or married, and, and they'd all say, how can he stand that guy? How does he know if he's telling the truth? And, yeah. and Katie says he doesn't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what difference does it make? It was harmless. But one of my favorite five Dark Star moments is when he and Joe are at my house for that party, and he had to confess yeah. as to the motive of his show. I, I said— do you have a theme? Do you, yeah, uh, yeah, what's what do you, your thought? What, what, do you have a plan for this show? And and he said, whatever the next fifteen minutes no, can do no, for the dark man. No, he said. What? No, he said. What? Do you have a what thought? Do you have? Yeah, you yeah. said what thought do you have when the show starts? And he said, the thought I have is, what can the next three hours do for me? That's right, Dark Star. <laughs> <laughs> Never. That's the only time he ever told the truth. That was the truth. The truth. <laughs> that was the only time he ever told the truth. He was an unbelievable hustler. But his his theory of life was do whatever, spend whatever you want to, and worry about how you're going to pay it later. Yeah. You know, figure out a way to pay it later. I mean. He had as much business being on courtside seats, right. owning, owning uh, splitting. I think he split, split him with Bill Mozzie, the lawyer, who was, okay. who was probably only making $10 million a year or so. <laughs> and, but he, he split those tickets. But well, he couldn't afford to sit there. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't well, that, making this, that this, much that money. Wasn't the story always that he... <clears throat> Didn't he come from tremendous wealth? No, no, no. See, the one he's lying to me about that. No, yep, yep, he came him. from D. His his father was the C. Uh, was the financial guy f among the Jelko founders, right? Okay, yeah. So, but he wasn't in for a big, you know. Grossman and somebody else were in for like eighty percent of it, and you know he he had some money, but not. Not endless supply. And I think by the time his lovely mom, who used to come to our house for Christmas and Thanksgiving with him, and for she'd get about two hours out of him, and then he'd have to be moving. But uh, <laughs> I think he... He probably had her pretty well drained by the time it was over, too, by the yeah. time she passed away. She lived in the same apartment building as he did. That oh. was uh, my favorite part of your column today, by the way, Pat, when Ryan Lefevre is quoted as saying, I was all set, ready to sit next <laughs> yep. to him at the Timberwolves game, and Dark said, been, you're out. He'd been harassing him for two years <laughs> to sit next to him, and they set the date. Lefevre, young, yeah. you know, young guy. They've set the date. Finally, it was going to happen. <laughs> Ten minutes before he's gonna pick them up so they could park underneath in the yep. deluxe area, he calls up. Uh, uh, Ryan picks up the phone, looks and says, "Dark Star," and he says, "You're out." <laughs> what? What? What do, you, what, do you, what, what do you mean? You're out? <laughs> he said, "How can I be out?" I'll talk. I'll tell you later. Boom. <laughs> He's out. Well, who sat there then? 
a very attractive young lady <laughs> who he noticed when he was, when he was watching so the game he went on to TV. Watch the game to see if he could get a glimpse of who was in his seat and wasn't surprised at the result, I can tell you. That's right. But, uh, now, Ryan gives him, here's the other thing is Ryan gives him great credit for talking to him about it. You know, Ryan's been public about his depression and yep. drinking problem and yep. stuff. I mean, he comes across as a. You know, he's 51 years old. He looks 28, mm -hmm. you know, and he's got four kids now, I said. But he talked to him about him as, you know, Dark consoled him on his drinking problem and stuff like that. Dark was always trying to cure the bad habits of people that he had no intention of curing in himself. Right. You know, he was, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't drink so much, but, you know, not, not. He's a uh, couple of the good stories I didn't get to tell today was because uh, I wrote 1,200 words, which is 500 more than they want. And but Kevin Gorg told me that his his life partner, uh, Chrissy, was having a, a, a case of influenza that was almost fatal. Right. And she was at some hospital and he went in dark had met her like twice. Went to the hospital. There were two huge bouquets of the greatest roses you could ever have. And everybody was saying, oh, your boyfriend, uh, Kevin, he's such a great guy. And he said, neither of them are from him. They're both from Dark Star. <laughs> and once when Zalos was Zalos opened it, it was hotter yeah, than hell. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it was really hot when it first opened. It doesn't even uh, exist anymore, does it? Nah, mm -hmm. I think they, they're closed now. Oh. And But... You know, they were up there by themselves on that corner for yeah. a while, and then they, a lot of the competition came in. But we were in there with Tom and Judy Swanson. Katie and I were in there with Tom and Judy Swanson. And Dark didn't drink in front of me. Mm -hmm. He wanted me to be, believe that, you know, he was— He wasn't he was He wasn't practicing, you know, not that I gave a damn one way or another. But he, we come in there, and he's at the bar, leaning on the bar— hammered and you know hey dark how you doing katie and he knew katie and and he sent us a i don't drink right katie has four glasses of something a, a month yeah and and we got the two we got the two uh rooms from minot with us he sends us over a bottle of Dom Perignon. which he couldn't afford back then 150 right. bucks or something probably 300 now you know, just to, just to, just like, to be him. just for people could say, oh, that dark star, what a guy. He didn't have to do that for me. I always knew he was a character. You didn't preview with, hey, you like champagne? Yeah. yeah. Champagne? No, we didn't even know. Was, uh, you know, send us, send Katie, uh, Judy, and Tom over a drink. Yeah. You don't have to send them over a bottle of Dom Perignon. You know, you you mentioned that he didn't like the drink in front of you. Rook and I have never ha had a prop drinking in front of you. I think the rest way. of the staff, full disclosure, <laughs> we, we don't practice I, that. I we enjoy do drunkenness presence. around me. It reinforces my sobriety. You always give <laughs> yes. good uh, alcohol gifts. Yes. You yes, always give uh, top yes, shelf. Yes. yes. It's... It is my my regret, I guess, isn't these foo foo beers, but you know when I was practicing, <laughs> there was about four kinds of bourbon and two kinds of vodka and two kinds of gin. Right. Now you have all this yeah, incredible 
Kentucky bourbons for, that we never knew existed from 1826 and stuff like that. I can you tell know. you, no matter what shelf it comes from, it gives me the same result every yeah, time. Yes, but it's, <laughs> I but got it, a kid who I think's done the bourbon trail twice. Really? You can take a, a touristy type oh, thing yeah. in Kentucky and visit. You know the, who has done I've, that? Who has led some of those tours? Our gal Melly. We used to do promotions. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah which, she works for Jim Beam now. She's still working for yep. Jim Beam. She's moved from various, various uh, yeah. booze companies. Correct. So, right. But yeah, she's been with the Beam for a while. My old man was a Jim Beamer. Yeah? He liked the Jim Beam. Hmm. Or Cabin Still, which was the cheap stuff. And often <laughs> he, often he would yeah. get a bottle. Of, what was the one, the expensive one? He'd, he'd get one of those bottles a year. And Southern Comfort. You oh, know, Southern, Southern Comfort. Comfort and Janice then, then he'd, he'd finish it, and then he'd fill it up with cabins. He'd get some jugs of cabin still. And, and it's, so when his buddies came over, they thought they were drinking Southern Comfort. They were drinking cabin still, which was the, the bottom shelf stuff. So. Joe, on the 10-year anniversary, will you please tell the rough story? It's one of my favorites. Yes. Well, Pat and I essentially invented Dark yes. Star. Uh, yes, we were both we did. at the same Paul paper at the time, and I don't remember the origins of... Uh, was about the his 85. arrival coincided with the development of Canterbury. Yes, eighty five. It's uh, when it was because it was that was but yes. And he uh, claimed to have horse racing knowledge, but he had never been in the public domain uh-huh. until he called us. Yeah. The next year, then he became. So he would just call into your he, show it was as a the caller. Second year of Canterbury, where he became a. Canterbury guy. Okay. So, but this, and then wasn't it one of his early claims to fame too? Is that he called? Uh, he had something to uh, that he overheard something at the Lafayette Club. No, that was he didn't tell us what the source was. Oh. He called us and said, in December, early December of '85, Bud Grant is going to quit again. Right. Right. This is Dark Star. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, we, you know, on that show, right. nobody ever that blinked. Blink. We didn't right. blink an eye because we had toads. You just ran with we it. Had we toads. had guys that said orange pie. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and he said, Bud Grant is going to quit again. This is, this is, because uh, Bud had only come back for one year. That's you know? right. He came back for one year. And we, of course, well, Went with it. We said, Why hey, not? Learned exclusively. You heard it here first. From right. Dark Star. <laughs> Bud, goodbye, Bud. You're, we did the whole thing and we made it a big deal. And I think the Channel 5 people were here in the show. They didn't know where it was coming from, but we were saying, yeah, Bud's going to quit. So they came up and asked, and they said, you know, don't worry about it. Because it was dark it's just start. some whack job caller. And right. It was denied, but it got out and around enough that it was denied by everybody. Right. You know, right. Bud denied it. Everybody. Two weeks later, Bud quits. Right. Suits writes a column. There's a new tipster in town. Yep. Sid's days are over. To needle Sid, and a new tipster, and then we get to know him a little bit. Yeah. But we hadn't ever really knew who he was, and. Uh, and but then he started telling me or us, he used to be a horse, one of the guys in the selection box at the L.A. Herald Examiner for the racetracks there. There is 
a 3% chance right. maximum that that was true. <laughs> but back then, there was no internet. You couldn't verify there it, right. There was no internets to check. Did he call himself Dark Star because that was the name of a horse? Horse, yes. The upset winner of the yeah. Kentucky Derby in 1949 or something yeah. like that. That's I have what, a picture underneath that stable at Churchill Downs because of the Dark That's man. what he said. Yes. And so Danny Tato was our uh, handicapper at the at the Pioneer Press, and we were both newspapers were going huge with the racetrack with the there. arrival of Canterbury. Yes. Okay. And uh, we had, and when we had a selection box with three guys, you had the the formal handicap, which ate up a lot of space, and and then you had the three selection box with other winners, and that was every day. And Danny could have been in Goodfellas. You know, yeah. he would have been one of the guys who got <laughs> shot early. But uh, but Danny got fired for domestic situation. Oh. And this was like on Tuesday morning. So they moved Marutus, Phil Marutus, who was great, into the main handicapper. And they had an empty spot in the selection box. And what was his name? Jesus. Uh, Montgomery. Sports, no, the sports, <laughs> the sports editor. For which oh, paper? He, us, St. Paul, early uh, mid eighties. Arnie Gaither, the guy from Cleveland. I, geez. Oh, I don't. Boy, I'm senile as again on this show. I'm let's go forward with that. Senile as a tick. Yeah. <laughs> he calls me up and says, "You got anybody to give us picks for tomorrow?" And I yeah. said, "Give me a minute. I'll call this guy." And I call up Dark and say, "Have you ever been to a horse race in your life? I mean, could you? Can you? Say, oh, hell yes! You know, you know, blah blah blah." <laughs> So the next, he calls in his picks at like seven o'clock at night that night. I go out there to hold his hand that day. He goes oh for nine. He doesn't. Oh, oh, no. So now I'm nervous. But then he'd been hanging around the track, and he started drinking with the guy, the trainers over at the. He'd go over and buy drinks at the yeah. at the that hotel that's still there, yeah. the one on the corner. And he'd be he'd be calling in changes like at. Eight o'clock at night after he talked to the boys. After two beers, right? Trying to get you some winners. But I did through the years, as he did our handicap, see him celebrating wins by horses that he did not select. Ah. In other words, I think if he had a really good one. He didn't give. He it to kept the, that one to himself. He didn't give it to the public. He didn't. He didn't think the public would really want to share in this twelve to one horse that was going to be drugged up or something. Well, I don't know if you heard it, but Kenny on Garage Logic the other day said Dark used to help him out when he was basically flat broke. Yeah. Oh yeah. He'd he go was. at the end of the month to pay rent with twenty bucks, and he'd go sit with Dark for two hours, and he'd have his rent money. <laughs> Dark would just hand it to him. No, no, he'd pick horses for Kenny. Well, he'd get it from somebody. Too. Yeah. But yeah, he. I mean, he. His, his problem was, uh, you know, I think he was better at picking horses than he was football teams. His trouble was he. Uh, I knew his uh, bookie Greg, who's now a limo. The limo driver Greg was his bookie, and and uh, Dark had. You know, most people say, okay, I like these two games. He'd bet twelve in NFL games on Sunday. You know, he'd try to. He'd bet them every, everything to the point where you couldn't really win, you know. Right. And you can't you can't beat them all. But I talked to Greggy yesterday, and uh, he hadn't uh, – he's down in 
he's down in uh, Phoenix, been down there for years. He's still taking some action from people down there. But bookies are pretty well out of business because no, he can bet on the Internet yep. and everything else. Are but, you watching any hockey? We haven't some. finished your story. Oh, some. you want the roof story? Yeah, oh, the yeah. roof story. Come we got to know the roof story. First of all, we got to know... What was his incentive of driving you to the fair? See, I've been sitting here trying to think of that. <laughs> yes. Why Can't did he? Remember. I'll give you right. Just to get right. in with you, right? Know. Yeah, I think. I, why did I take the ride? I have no idea. Because <laughs> you got a ride. You didn't have to fight the traffic. I didn't traffic. have to fight the traffic. Right. So, yeah, he picks me up. He's going to take me to Monday Night Sports Talk at the fair. And I get in the car, and I'm, I'm just conversationally. Free garage logic. So, yes. yeah, yeah. Conversationally, I was saying, "Man, I got to get up on my roof. I got to do some work up there." And I had previous was a flat roof in the previous winter. There was a problem, and I got to get up there and take a look. Well, didn't you? I thought the story was you were already knowing that you had to do something serious up there. Well, no, I, I seriously, it was conversational. Okay, it, it okay. was, uh, you know, and I, I don't know why I brought it up even, but he said, "You need a roof." <laughs> I said, well, I don't know if I need one. Yeah. That was it. I don't know yeah. if I need one. I think I have to I think I have to ex- have that examined. <laughs> Honest to God, the next morning at seven o'clock, <laughs> there were we heard <laughs> they're trying to break there's, Honey, they're trying to break there's people in. on the roof. <laughs> this is a true story. Oh there's people, God. there's ladders out there. There's all of a sudden all this crap from the roofs landing in the front yard. And, 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 and I went out there. I said, what's all this? What's all and this? the guy said, dark status. He said, you needed a roof. I said, well, I didn't even know I needed a roof. I'm trying to find out if I needed a roof the or not. Morning. He says, well, you're getting oh a roof. And, and uh, hell, they, they stripped it. They had to finish. Well, I mean, had to, they had to do the roof. Uh, oh my which God. you did need, right? I, mean, I ultimately it, did yeah. learn that I needed a roof, but I didn't know these well, people from you Adam. Know, his Washington years, it's hard to follow his years, but right. his Washington years was with a roofing outfit. Right. So his best buddies from Washington were all roofing okay. guys. Well, and he somehow got to know local roofing guys. Oh, yeah, because he's, you know, I'm In a the roofing industry. guy. Called, sure he and went, he's in St. Paul tomorrow. Yeah, but <laughs> Honestly, he... Uh, <laughs> But those, you know, the the thing we discovered at the funeral or the memorial service was he had like six groups of friends, mm-hmm. many of whom didn't know each other existed. Mm. And the Washington guys all showed up. Yeah. And he used to go spend a week in the summer with them at, on, in Delaware at the shore. He'd always yeah. go. These were his Washington guys he stayed connected with. And then he had the L.A. guys that he, you know. He, when he was handicapping at Herald Examiner, he was actually working in the bag room at Riviera. He was a nom, and then uh, he came home and did a lot of goofy stuff. He had mm-hmm. a lot of bad jobs. And then he came and his, he finally, when his dad ended up here, with his stepdad ended up here with Jelko, they finally, he came and went, he was doing stuff for Jelko. And as much as... As much fun as he had, we had with him in the sports media, he belonged in the car business. Oh yeah, he was oh. he was he was made for the car right. business. Right. You know, he and my buddy Sonny Hergott uh, would have been uh, great partners in the car business. You know, Sonny used to sell some old lady a car and say, 
put her away like a school kid. <laughs> Back, car business was more fun when they there was no information on what they actually costed. You could, you know, they could screw Just, everybody. Go. What, yeah. what were you telling over? us before the show about the Monday night, or excuse me, the uh, the, the the sports show? The first one that you guys did after dark had passed. Oh yeah, Sid was virtually speechless because it was we kept an empty seat. Sure. For dark, and it was going to be an old. This was this was Sunday, you know, two days after he died, and Sid was virtually speechless because he was, he just. We well, consider he, him a rival. Yeah, he started trying to say something, and then he just bailed. He said, "Oh, it reminds me of the guy who used to always want to have seats behind the Gopher football bench and." Uh, Basket, you know, just it made less sense than most of his stuff. Now, how old? 2012. He was ninety, you know, yeah. ninety. So probably ninety, huh? By well, he, no, Sid ninety-two. Found, Sid found it difficult to say nice things about other people. Yes, yeah. I did hear a great story though. Who told me? Uh, Chad, uh, George. Not no 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 no. Uh, somebody told me this yesterday. Oh, Bobby Hagan. Bob Hagan, sure. Told Bobby. me this yesterday. He, Hagan would have lunch once a week with Star, Dark Star. And and then once in a while he'd invite Sid, too, because he was close with both of them. And Sid, why are you having this jackass here for? And he, then he'd call him afterwards. I don't want to go to lunch with that jackass anymore and blah, blah, blah. But at one of these lunches, Sid said he needed tickets for a wild game, and he couldn't get the game was sold out. He said couldn't get tickets. Uh, and about half hour later, Dark was handing him four tickets at the blue line, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, how much? And he said, "Yeah, they're good. Don't worry about it." And Sid was then. Next time, next time you have to take it. You know that he's not a bad fella. That dark, he's a pretty good fella. He's a pretty good fella. You know, the number one ticket hustler of all time. Oh yeah, Sid was out hustled for tickets by Dark Man. And that was okay because it wasn't a scoop, right? No. Yeah. No. Well, the, the, but but he was, you know, he basically started Ticket King. He, I mean, his sure. b- b- Ticket King was probably the biggest sponsor of. Uh, on the sports show, yeah, because it, you know, back when, back when you could, back when you yeah. could get uh, pasteboards instead. Of, Joe, I was doing a tirade on this the other day. If you're my age mm-hmm. or you're a little older, and you have a flip phone or something, you virtually can't buy tickets to go to a Twins game. Correct. Are it's they all, all electronic? It's all electronic. So are the Vikings, much, by the way. Much all yes. electronic. The Vikings are too. They're, Send it to my wallet. The wild game. Uh, I mean, if, if wild tickets are electronic, yeah. If upstairs, if there's uh, I, tickets available, I, it's all electronic. They keep wanting me to sign up for the uh, the Apple Wallet. Yeah. A, I don't know what my password is, so leave me alone. How about but go B, to forget I don't password? Trust, I don't trust having that on my I'm, cell phone. I'm actually with you, Patrick. I don't either. I don't, you guys are nuts. I want to be able to go to the window. I want to hold and, the tickets. I want to go to yes. Plus. People have been collecting tickets and keeping them as yep. memories for a thousand years. Yep. So speaking of that, um, so all the wild tickets, event, event, mm-hmm. event, Ticketmaster. Yeah, I did get. I had to do it for Bocelli's deal. Oh, that's and, right. And I had no idea until I got there where they were hiding in the phone. And I just finally hit Ticketmaster, and they popped up. So 
Do you have a wallet, guy? Boy, the wild <laughs> let down that whole Seventh Street scene, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they really another did. month would have been nice. Another mm-hmm. two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. But they uh, those nine thirty starts. Yeah, we're good for the. Oh yeah, the good oh, yeah. for the well, truck park and yeah. Cassetta. And, yeah. yeah. So I was at the. I don't like truck park. I'm not a fan of it. Either, I, don't, I want. I want a table. I don't want a. I don't want a truck. I don't want a cart. McLaren I don't loves. Have you seen add that to the list. The youth likes that. Truck I've never been in Tommy Reed's. Those were the two places that uh, McLaren yeah. went with friends. Mm-hmm. Truck park is fun because it's you can get the foo foo drinks and stuff like that, but. You're right. You really don't get a taste. Too so, hard to work. I want somebody to come over and ask me what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I Pat, want you have a waitress department. Saturday, yes. wife was out of town this weekend. We had a game Friday night in Faribault. I decided the boys and I are going to St. Louis to watch the birds Saturday afternoon. You drove to St. Louis? Yes. So I took the boys down. Did you down. know this? Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you worry about him at times? No. <laughs> too far gone. He's on his own. It's huh? over. Right. <laughs> so we head down to the Saturday afternoon game, get the tickets, we get in line, everything's good. See a guy in a blues jersey. I did not know what had happened with because they were in St. Louis yeah. playing Colorado in game yeah. six. Yeah. And I said, Hey, how did it go last night? The look of dejection as soon as I asked him that. Oh, oh bad loss overtime. But he was still yeah. where I could still tell he had been up all jersey. night because okay. it was a one o'clock game oh. in the afternoon. And it was about I, I, 90. I watched a little of them last night. They had 37,000 or something in that Pat, town. They love their they love their Cardinals. Saturday, Brewers are in town, first and second place. It was sold out. We're sitting in the right field bleachers. Goldschmidt hits a home run. Goldschmidt's been in the heat. And it was so loud, my son looks at me and said, Dad, this is like a Vikings game. Mm-hmm. That's how loud it was. It was incredible. It's yeah, such a great atmosphere. It's a hell of a baseball team. It's it, a, is. it is. It is. Not having football now just makes it even Have better. Have you been there since they redid that whole plaza, by the way? No, oh, I haven't been there since that day. It was a Oh, when we, when we ran into each other. Degrees. Yeah. yeah. God, that was, oh what, 07? Does that sound right? Yeah, weekend. Friday, Chris and I were there for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Friday and Saturday was insufferable. It was really they hot. They played an afternoon game in oh, St. Louis on Saturday. It was awful. Was, made no sense. Sunday was okay. Tell but, Pat what a couple of hats cost you. So... The rule is whenever the thirty bucks, I take the boys to a new ballpark. Yeah. They get a hat from the. That's their thing that they get as a hat. Eighty dollars for two hats. One was a youth hat, by the way. What is wrong with people? I don't know. How well, and the thing is, is this much money. They, they didn't really have the price tag. I'm thinking, all right, it's gonna be around. The hat 30 bucks. used to be something you bought because it was cheaper. Right. Exactly. You know, than the jersey, right? Oh, you should have seen the prices on the jerseys in the team store. It was ridiculous. I don't and know. there was an article I saw this weekend of why why aren't people going to Twins games? Well, that's a big part of it, but you know there are other concerns too. But mm-hmm. my God, I bet I dropped two hundred some bucks. Another concern is. Yeah. You can't if you're their core audience. That's me. Eighty years old is their core audience. You can't get in the game. You can't get in the game. I've I've gotten I bet ten emails from people saying, "My wife and I want to go to a game. We can't go because we don't know how to buy tickets." Oh, really? Yeah, old people. I was telling somebody today the story about my favorite Twins fans ever, the Blizzard family. You remember the Blizzard family? We were talking about them in the 80s. Mm-hmm. The Blizzard family was Glenn Schwarz, the great Glenn Schwarz, who ended up being the Chronicle sports editor, but he was covering the A's for the Herald Examiner. We're there for one afternoon game. He's covering the A's. 
an afternoon game, and I hadn't noticed this. It's about 84, maybe. And he says, look at those people. And there's three people. It's 87 degrees outside. And they got overcoats and hats with ear flaps. And and the dad might have had galoshes on. (laughs) And the two old people. And then they got a younger person who was 50 with them. So... I got to investigate. And so I get a, I asked one of their ticket manager guys and he says, yeah, they're, they're a, they're a couple from like some place over near Moorhead and this guy's their son. And he's like a professor at Moorhead state or something, but they only come to day games and they can't stand the air conditioning. So they get all bundled up right in the middle of the summer. They're all bundled up. I can guarantee you. So Schwartz says, Schwartz says, I don't know which one of us said, but the Blizzard family. So (laughs) this was before texts or anything. So, you know, you couldn't text or anything. But I'd call Schwartz in the press box at some other town and say, they're here tonight. The Blizzard family's here. They're asking for you. Not tonight, today, because they only came to day games. But the Blizzard family couldn't get tickets. Now, they used to send in a check for every afternoon game when the schedule came out. Really? Yeah. They'd send in it you know, on Thursday. Yeah, they'd, yeah. they'd send them a check. They'd get their tickets back, and they were there 100% of the time. But they didn't. They wanted to drive home, so they didn't. Uh, they didn't stay in a hotel overnight. So all matinee games they were at, but they weren't wow. at the night games. Do you know what the most amazing thing about that story is? That you remembered everything in detail. <laughs> yes. You can't remember Frank's no. name over here, but you had the Blizzard family down to their address oh, for well, where. Yeah, they're... They're, I'm not sure. But it was somewhere up, probably where Kenny lives. Probably right up there where Kenny lives. That you remembered all that information. The Blizzard family, I'll never forget. I, I thought for a minute when I was ranting about not letting old people buy. I was saying, what the hell do we call them? What the hell do we call them? And I was like, ah, the Blizzard family. That's what we call them. <laughs> I guess I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. Because I, I, I know my I dad mean, complained not, about the same it's thing. It's not hurting. It might be 100 people a game or 200, but it's stupid. It is. You got it. You should have the option to pay for your tickets. Are, is it a measure of the, they're trying to attack the counterfeit market? Is that what this is about? Uh, maybe. I don't think so. The or control, because they probably you know, have their own handling charges. Or well, but they're using it as uh, environmental oh, sure. to cut paper. the waste. Because oh, we we dump uh, what a uh, hundred thousand tons of plastic in the uh, in the environment right. every day, but we're worried about what some twins tickets are going to do. What a stupid! <laughs> you know this Tim Conley? Uh, no, not anything about him. I just that he's. You know, is he big on collaboration? He's oh, going to yes. take him to the next echelon. Yeah, Ooh, we're boy. <laughs> echelon, isn't it level? Yeah. I was saying that uh, Chip wrote a pretty good column on Sunday about how everybody's happy now, right? Yeah. Timber, the, there's no fear anymore with the Vikings. The fear is gone. Uh, the uh, Twins are boy, it's a great clubhouse. Uh, even though they, and uh, you know, the Vikings are. I mean, this is come by ah and. Uh, and a timber of the wild, or you know, we we, love, we all love each other. For a other. couple years, anyway. We all love each other, and uh, you know, this is so. This is just another element of that. He's a, 
I, I, I don't know. I didn't listen to him. I just read the quotes today. And it's, we, we try to determine how successful a guy is going to be by how he sounds in his press conference. And they're all lying. Yeah, They're not telling you the truth, you rockheads. He's not keeping <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. He says he wants to keep uh, uh, stability. The biggest thing around Cat is to build stability. We've been the hunter. We've been hunting the bear. <laughs> yes. We've somewhat now become the bear. Yep. And our football team needs to understand that. You know, and that's a different kind of mindset. We're kind of the hunted at this point. How yep. much did new sports lingo around here start with Coach Brew in oh, 2007? Boy. Pretty much the start. He's in, yeah. Yep. I mean, he and he's still... He's still the epitome. <laughs> He's yeah. still the champ. Was he the Gopher Nation guy? Oh, or was yeah. That, oh yeah. He was the one that Gopher started. Gopher Nation. Gopher Nation. He, he, had, he got turf from Pasadena. Who, who was the was first there. guy to use the word culture? Might have been Rue. Because uh, that's remember. everywhere now. We no, got our culture. culture. Yeah. It's all culture. It's if all you culture. want to get some, you better bring some. That's yes, right. So. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Phil, is, uh, Phil Fleck has taken it to took the culture over the goal line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he used it more than anybody. But uh, Explain to me why Dustin Johnson would hook up with these Arabs. I don't know. Don't know. What if he, What if a, they boot him from the PGA? Well, they're not going to let him play. I know. They're going to boot him from I guess he just doesn't. He's, you know, there's not a lot going on there. No, he's not but, disturbed but by the thoughts. But the guaranteed money, I mean, is, you know, he's just, he's apparently thought he's, he apparently is satisfied with his, Career, right? Majors and all that stuff. Can't blame him for oh. being satisfied. Or, or he thinks, <laughs> or he thinks that eventually they're going to have to give in and let him. You know that. There's but will his be... sponsors drop him? Yeah, well, I would Royal guess. Bank already did. Yeah, RC, really. RC, I would guess, but it's uh, Royal Canadian Bank dropped him. It's it's going to be interesting how many uh, guys who are having a bad year, uh, a couple of years, go over and switch. How, how long they survive, I don't know. I mean, the Saudis, this, the Saudis, Saudis aren't going to run out of money. But uh, are this, the Saudis going to attempt to hold tournaments in this country? Yeah, the Pumpkin Ridge next. The next one is at Pumpkin Ridge, which Pumpkin Ridge can forget having a another PGA. U.S. Open. So this PGA. is a very this is a very bold challenge to the PGA. We're we're coming on board here. Yes. We also are going to have a tour. I think part of it is that they Europe, you know, they give you uh appearance money. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. And these guys I think a lot of these guys want the guaranteed want the PGA to drop the uh the the big player want the PGA to drop that that you can't get appearance money. Is this basically the XFL? Is that basically what this is? A lot better finance. Somewhat oh, analogous, really? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they got supposedly. But they got these oil they guys. Got two, they got seven tournaments with two hundred and seventy-five billion dollars in Woo! pay payment or two twenty-five or something. Wow. They have a so, television deal. I don't know. I, they probably somebody will have it on. I mean, they, they got the. They got these football games from Birmingham, Alabama, against make-believe teams, <laughs> and they're on the networks. For God's sake. Yeah. Has anybody seen? Is anybody I, watching? I have it? not watched. I haven't seen any ratings. No, no, thank you. I, they, uh, I did see the one highlight of our guy Kyle Sloter throwing a touchdown pass, but I didn't. I have not watched a second no, of any I, of these games. I, I, I have not either. But I'm just wondering. Usually, when these leagues start, we find out 
like their ratings are okay or something for a couple of weeks, but I haven't heard anything about I these either. guys. I think the fact that they're they don't have a home stadium for the teams probably has Might be a it makes it even better. <laughs> uh, I tell you though, the original USFL was great, man. I the went New Jersey to, Generals. I went to uh, with the future senator of the uh, yes. from the great state of Georgia. <laughs> yeah. First one come officially brain dead to uh, <laughs> to be elected, but uh, uh, you know I went to one. I, I went to a couple, but one I went to was in Tulsa. Why? Mike Rozier's debut in Tulsa, and it was they were playing in March, maybe late February or March. It's about thirty four degrees, and they had a horse yeah. for the mascot. And this horse was down there shivering. <laughs> and the guy was over in the corner, and the horse was like going like this. And there was 18, you know, there were 12,000 people there freezing to death. And I said, What are you doing here, you dumbhead? You know, unbelievable. Although I, I remember seeing an interview, I think it was with Jim Kelly, and he was basically talking about how. That league did. Well, they had a lot of good players. They, it helped a lot of guys' careers that well, otherwise. It saved, it saved us from the Herschel Walker trade because they ended up getting Carter and uh, Gary Zimmerman and uh, they got some players out of the. Lynn went and raided the, you know, the USFL mm-hmm. and, and saved himself from the blunder of the Herschel Walker trade. Did you read trade. about this guy who died in the car crash, the football player? Yes. Oh, Jeff he Gladney. Was a, he was a Viking. He killed, uh, he killed his passenger, too. Right? Yeah, a female passenger. Well, yes. well, did you read his? He's got a little of a troubled past. Yeah, well, we, we threw him off the right, team because right. of the domestic. He got acquitted. Mm-hmm. Did she not testify against him? I don't recall the circumstances, but I know that, yes, he was acquitted from the charges. Because it was vicious, uh, the, the accusation. Or choking vicious, her. Yeah, vicious, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly. Well, we let him go, but he'd, as soon as he... Susie got acquitted. The Arizona Cardinals signed him, but all these heartfelt, uh, you know, yeah. it's, just, it's just you say, uh, yeah, it's too bad. You know, maybe he could have gotten his life turned around. At twenty-five, yeah, you you're you're rooting for him to turn things but around. But Joe, you've driven around enough, and everybody here in the last year and a half has driven around enough that they are not surprised when any <clears throat> youth. Dies in a car crash. Oh, agree. See, agree. A, they are insane. That's right. They are insane. People are racing to get around me before we go into the Lowry Tunnel, so they can stay in, the, so they can be one car ahead of you in the line going mm-hmm. in there. I mean, it's nuts. The driving is just crazy. Drive to Chicago and back sometime. Oh, that's that, harrowing. Trying to get around yeah, you on the freeway. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. When you leave, when I left Bush Stadium, uh, inter- Interstate 64, winding around town to get to go back up north through Missouri, it's posted 55. I'm doing 80 and getting past, like I'm standing oh, yeah. still. Well, the uh, you know the one story that the Star Tribune, well, not the one, but the one they chose to ignore. I thought it was about a year ago when that guy hit the corner of the tunnel and the car exploded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we never really followed up on what these, I mean, the two people in the car were dead. The guy in the back seat, I'm sure, died too. But he was just, you know, you got to, that's what I always said. If I was an editor, now I don't know if there'd be a big enough force, but we'd have like five crime reporters. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. Wow. Let's go. You know, but unfortunately, Joe's paper, just like the football league, 
They don't have a stadium. <laughs> no, right. I don't even know where we are. <laughs> have you found the new office? Nope. <laughs> Do they deposit your check or to mail it to you? Mail it to me. Well, that's good. I'm, you and I might be the last two guys having checks mailed. I can guarantee you I'm the only guy yeah. getting it mailed to I me. am, too. They keep saying to me, I want it my hand. I want to see it. See it. I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah, Speaking I, of that, I got to go to the bank. That's damn right you do. Yeah. You guys aren't damn here right anymore. Well, where are we? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> but first, before you go. I can tell you one thing. You, I've never seen a guy have so much space that needs less than Glenn Taylor with the Star Tribune. Yeah. They invited everybody to come on back about six weeks ago. Anybody li- take them up nope. on it? There's like, I'm in that 240-person newsroom, three other guys if you're lucky. You really have 240 people? No, but okay. that's how much. they. Yeah. That would be the occupancy if you wanted it to, to be. No, but they're in the 100. They're over 100. I'm not sure we have 25. <laughs> well, not as far as the reporting right. staff. You right. probably don't. I, I, <laughs> Jace Frederick had a great line. With me, I was Betsy's their baseball writer, right? Yep. yep. And I haven't seen her for a couple of weeks because she apparently doesn't. She goes a lot on the road, and not, but I said, "Jace, where the hell is Betsy?" He says, "I don't know. She probably thinks she works for you." <laughs> you know, because those guys all have three beats, you know. Right. You can escape all this. How's that, Joe? You get up to Giants Ridge, what? home to the quarry, and. The legend, two of the greatest golf courses in the country, Patrick, not to mention Minnesota. And a 37-hole special begins June 4 through August 29. Play the legend and the quarry on the same day for one incredible rate with lunch on them between rounds at the Wakuda Grill. That's uh, got a lake view that's one of the finest and most peaceful overlooks in all of northern Minnesota. Look at the 3D course flyovers of the legend and the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. And uh, begin to realize this could be a great family vacation destination with water recreation, uh, mountain bike park, uh, dining, lodging, hiking, biking. Uh, really, really, given the cost of, you know, like what Reavers just did, running down to St. Louis and <laughs> buying two baseball hats and a couple of tanks of gas. Man, that. You're, a, you're at the Giants Ridge in a heartbeat compared to that. And uh, you can make your tea time by calling Giants Ridge at 218 218- Eight six five eighty thirty, or online at giantsridge.com. I I saw a bear there once when we were playing, and it was a friendly looking bear. It didn't didn't feel challenged at all. Did you tell Royce you about your woods. bear? Pat. Do you have a bear? Pat. A guy sent me a video of oh. a bear swimming across Bay, uh, White Bear Lake Sunday. Really? At the west end of the lake. Wow. Right in front of the boat works and just kept going. It looked like he had a cub on his back. You she know what's amazing? They're good swimmers. I guess Those so. Bears, yeah. So, you, you know, so don't, you know. Yeah. I'd rather see a bear than an alligator. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. They're Bears. good swimmers, so what are you implying? Don't taunt them in the water? They'll, <laughs> yes. they'll catch you? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that uh, you just kind of let them do their thing and you do your thing. Right? Well, like we learned from if Tim Brewster. If you an ice cream cone... Throw that baby as far as you can. Ah, it's just a little ice cream. <laughs> We've been the hunter. We've oh, yeah. been hunting the bear. See? Uh, That's like Bruce bear. said. Hunting, hunting the, bear. the bear. What's he doing now? Uh, he was an assistant at where? Texas A&M, wasn't he? Oh, I've already lost interest. That could be because <laughs> they're lost considered interest. the number one You asked the question. I know I did. <laughs>
All right. See you later. We'll yeah. see, see you. Later. All right.